You're listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening persecuted Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or about the World Watch List, please visit our website at www.opendoorsca.org. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast from Open Doors Canada. I'm Jared, here with Andrew. Now we've been talking for the last uh, number of weeks about the World Watch List for 2021, different trends, different countries that have shown up, uh, and just learning about the, the state of our persecuted family around the world in 2021. So we're going to continue that today, and we're going to be talking about one of the key trends from this year's World Watch List. And that is an increase in violence that we're seeing in sub-Saharan Africa, which is largely caused by extremist groups. So this violence can take a variety of forms, including, but not limited to, abduction. And that abduction can either be for ransom, which is largely what happens for men, Mm -hmm. or for forced marriage, which is largely what happens for women. Uh, It can also mean killing. Uh, It could mean destroying homes and fields, Uh, but often it it comes uh, across in mass attacks on on entire villages. Yeah, this violence is seen largely in countries um, in sub-Saharan Africa, Burkina Faso, Mali, Niger, Nigeria in Western Africa, Cameroon, uh, the Democratic Republic of the Congo in Central Africa, and Mozambique as well in uh, the eastern part of the continent. Uh, In general, violence in sub-Saharan Africa from extremist groups is fueled by injustice and poverty. Mm -hmm. Extremists exploit fragile governments and and exploits their their failures. Uh, Militias spread propaganda. They drive recruitment and attacks. Uh, This last year, some groups pledged to fight against the infidels because they say it was because of them that Allah punishes us all with the pandemic. Yeah, and it's important to understand that in this trend of of violence, and that's that the COVID-19 pandemic has really enabled extremism to spread and has seen an increase in violence. Yeah, so the the main reason is because security services like armed forces, police, and others uh, we're so busy enforcing lockdowns that there was less attention paid and less capacity available for combating the extremist groups. Mm-hmm. Especially when those countries were already systematically plagued by the lack of rule of law and good governance. So a few numbers. The total number of Christians who were killed in those countries that I listed a moment ago um, last year, the total number of Christians killed was 1,000. 584. This year, we saw that number rise to 4,216, 166% increase in the number of Christians killed for their faith in sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah, now across uh, this region, the church faced up to 30% higher levels of violence than last year, which is very different than many other parts of the world where uh, restrictions and curfews largely meant a a drop in violence against Christians in many parts of the world. In in Africa, it's actually been at this huge increase. Mm -hmm. You know, several hundred, as an example, several hundred Nigerian, mostly Christian villages were either occupied or ransacked by armed Fulani herdsmen. Sometimes fields and crops were destroyed in an apparent scorched earth strategy. Scorched earth, for those who aren't familiar, meaning 
uh, a strategy with the goal of destroying anything that would be of use to uh, enemy forces. Now, behind the bare numbers for the, the different categories of violence, much lies hidden from view. A husband or son killed leaves the mother and the younger children behind in a, in a state of great vulnerability. A wife or daughter abducted leaves a man only being able to imagine what might be happening to them. Such thoughts torment the mind incessantly. When a, a mainly Christian community is attacked, some people are killed, others are wounded, seriously injured, others are abducted. Men and boys will often be killed, and women and girls more often abducted. Many will flee from their houses and their fields. Their properties are robbed, the harvests are destroyed, possession of their fields is taken over. When they can come back, there's always this fear that it will happen again. The night falls, and there's a fear of an attack and what might happen to oneself and one's family. It's really hard for us living in Canada to fully understand what they're going through. The, the constant fear of a violent attack that leaves you running for your life. Mm -hmm. You know, I've read some stories recently of, of what's happening and they're, they're heartbreaking, gut-wrenching. Like, I, I, I was reading a story the other day and I don't even want to share what happened uh, on the podcast just because of how disturbing it was. But I just like, yeah, I, I just started crying as I like, how, how could this happen? And so, so our brothers and sisters in sub-Saharan Africa so badly need our prayers because the violence isn't stopping. Yeah. It, yeah. It continues. There's actually another mass kidnapping in Nigeria just this past week. Uh, from the time we're recording, it was February 17, and uh, 42 people were kidnapped in an area in Nigeria. Some were students from a school, some were teachers, some were uh, family members of teachers. And those that were kidnapped were not all Christians, but uh, frankly, from previous incidences, we know that the Christians will likely be treated worse. And if it's like the case of Leah Sherabu, the Christians might actually be the only ones not released. Right. For those of you who, who don't know, Leah Sherabu was abducted in February of 2018 with about 100 other girls. All the other survivors that were abducted uh, were with her were released about a month later. But as a Christian who refused to deny her, uh, her faith in Christ, she was treated differently and has now been in captivity for her faith for three years. Going further back in 2014, um, some listeners might remember a mass kidnapping in Shibok um, made the news. There is more than 100 girls from this mass kidnapping are still missing. So this, this problem of mass kidnappings keeps happening in Nigeria and, and increase in violence. And so it's very overwhelming to think of the violence happening to our brothers and sisters in sub-Saharan Africa. But the reality is, is we are not powerless. So what can we do? Well, the first place to start is prayer. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to do. And so here are some requests uh, to get us started. Yeah, so we'll pray for the victims of this most recent kidnapping that we mentioned a moment ago. Uh, 42 victims, like we said. We'll pray for their peace and uh, their comfort in this, in this horrible time. And we'll pray for, um, for their quick release. 
We'll pray for Leah Sherbu, the Chaibok girls, and, and others who are still in captivity uh, because of violence in Sub-Saharan Africa. There's, there's believed to be, you know, thousands of Christians uh, and others in captivity to extremist groups in this region. And then we'll pray for the protection of all the Christians in Sub-Saharan Africa and that the goals of these extremist groups would be, uh, would be prevented. Let's pray together. Father God, we come before you on behalf of our brothers and sisters in Sub-Saharan Africa. God, when I think about the violence, when I read about it, when I talk about it, God, my heart breaks for them. God, and I know yours does too. And so I would ask today that you would act on behalf of your children in Sub-Saharan Africa. God, that you would secure the release of Leah Sherbu, of the Chaibok girls, of so many in captivity. God, I ask for those who were just recently kidnapped, both those who are Christian and those who are not, we ask that you would protect them. We ask that you would get them released, Father God. We ask that, that through this, God, somehow may your name be glorified. May those Christians who are kidnapped share their faith. May, may the, the, the peace that comes from knowing Christ fill their hearts and may the other captor, captives see that and want what they have. God, I pray that you would restore them to their families, Jesus. God, we think of, of all our brothers and sisters across Sub-Saharan Africa and all these countries we've mentioned. God, we ask that you would protect your church. God, we, we read stories of, of so much violence. And yet, God, we know that you are working in this region. We know that there are more coming to faith. We ask that you would strengthen your church there, that they would have a resolve to continue to serve you. But God, they would also know your protection. They would know your comfort. They would know your peace amidst all of this. God, and we understand and know that there's fear because of what they've experienced. And we ask that today, amidst that fear, that they would know your presence, that they would hear your voice, Father God, and that they would know that you are with them and that you will give them courage. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, that's all for today. We want to thank you again for joining us for this week's episode of the podcast. As always, for more information about the World Watch List and about the work of Open Doors, and to get your own copy of the World Watch List, you can visit us at www.opendoorsca.org. Don't forget to uh, leave a rating and a review for the podcast on wherever you are listening to it right now. And we will see you again next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of World Watch Weekly from Open Doors Canada. For more information on how to pray for our persecuted family, please visit our website, www.opendoorsca.org. Click Get Involved and then click Prayer.